Welcome to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM in New York. I'm John Tarleton, Editor-in-Chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. You can find our latest coverage at independent.org. That's I-N-D-Y-P-E-N-D-E-N-T dot O-R-G. We have another great show for you this week. And in our first uh, segment, we're going to look at undocumented youths who were brought to this country as minors by their parents and the devastating news they received Friday night. A federal judge in Texas ruled that no more dreamers, as the youth are often known, can enter the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program that gives them protections from deportation. There are more than 26,000 DACA recipients in New York State right now, and there are more looking to apply for this program. And this judge's ruling applies nationwide, not just in Texas. And our next guest, Daniela Alulema, came from Ecuador in 2001 when she was 14 years old and has lived in Queens the past 20 years while earning college degrees at CUNY's uh, Baruch College and at the New School. She's 34 now, uh, and, and this dreamer is the program director at the Center for Migration Studies of New York. Daniela, thanks for joining us on WBAI Radio. Thank you so much for the invitation, John. You bet. Uh, so before we get into this ruling, uh, can you let our listeners know a little bit more about your personal story as a dreamer and as a DACA recipient and how this latest um, federal ruling uh, will affect uh, uh, people in a similar position that you are? Absolutely. Uh, well, my parents and I had to leave um, our country, Ecuador, due to political and economic instability. Uh, my parents were struggling financially um, due to a crisis that forced almost 10% of the entire population to migrate. And um, as you said, um, I, wa I was 14 years old when I arrived in New York City in 2001, and um, I immediately enrolled in high school, and um, eventually I was able to um, make it to Baruch College, where I earned a degree in business administration. But it was truly towards the end of those college years that I understood the implications of what it meant to be undocumented. Um, I was not able to secure uh, an internship or a job offer due to the lack of my uh, of a legal immigration status. Um, but all of that changed. Uh, I joined the Undocumented Youth-led movement um, in 2007, where I was able to find community and we were able to empower each other. And most importantly, we were able to organize. And it was thanks to that effort that DACA was announced in 2012. Um, once I received DACA, I, my life just took a turn of 180 degrees and I was able to improve my working conditions become more financially independent, help my family, and I finally felt like I had a future in this country. Um, however, Friday's federal court ruling is truly a cruel decision that once again puts the lives of thousands of young immigrants um, in limbo. Right. And, and people like yourself won't be affected. You're kind of in the door, as it were, but everybody else coming behind you is now barred from pursuing this uh Exactly. This program. Exactly. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Renewals from immigrants like me who already have DACA will be able to proceed. However, this ruling has blocked uh, the federal government from granting any new first time DACA applications. And this decision, this decision truly impacts 81,000 first time applicants who have been waiting for months in this backlog at USCIS. So there are people who were either too young to apply for DACA or didn't have one of the requirements uh, before Trump rescinded the program in 2017. So we now have this group 
of young people who are either about to graduate high school or are about to start college or start their working lives. And they would they should qualify for for DACA, but now they're stuck in this this legal limbo. Um, so it's really it's truly um, a sad, inhumane and, and terrible decision. Uh, the one that was uh, taken on Friday. And, and from your experience during the years when you were in limbo, what is the uh, emotional and psychological impact of of being in limbo like this that now many people will again experience? And it's going to be tough. Um, I can. I, I was. Um, I had a. I was a college graduate without any uh, a legal permit, uh, a work permit, or I didn't have the ability to work um, in the career of my choice for seven years um, until I was able to get DACA. So it was. Um, it it can be really frustrating. And there, there are many times when you feel defeated and like you don't have a lot of control over your, your life and future. So, but um, one message that I would like to send to those who are in that limbo now is that um, there are organizations and there is support and there is a community out there that's willing to help you. And also to employers that, you know, there are ways to hire undocumented immigrants uh, legally, Uh, you know, people can be employed through independent contractor uh, agreements. Um, So it it will be tough, but we, you know, this is just another hurdle that undocumented young immigrants have had to face um, over the years. And we truly hope that this is the wake up call that Congress, so that Congress finally enacts a permanent solution for the plight, you know, to the plight of undocumented young immigrants. What would that solution look like and, and, and how would it be achieved? Well, um, I think Congress needs to stop politicizing this issue. Uh, we, we all know that uh, when DACA was first announced in 2012, it was meant to be a temporary stopgap measure uh, that for the time being, it allowed uh, people like me to have a at least, you know, to a breather um, and have a, a, a per- permit to work legally for two years and a reprieve from deportation. But it truly, um, I think we we have another reason why we need a permanent solution, and the only way to get there is to have an actual law that um, finally puts to bed any sort of legal questions about whether um, immigrants like like me deserve, you know, to have a work permit and deserve to have a, a, a chance to live in the United States and, and contribute fully and use our full potential. So the solution here looks like um, a, Congress needs to um, take action and uh, look at this not as a political issue, not as not use immigrants as a bargaining chip, but instead see us as members of um, society, you know, we're, we're fully integrated. There are polls that indicate that most Americans do support some sort of path to citizenship to undocumented young immigrant, for undocumented young immigrants. So um, it's time to, for Congress to um, a, provide a, a permanent solution um, and start legalizing people and allowing us to, to have finally stable uh, lives. Right. I mean, this has been going... The dreamers have been on um, in uh, this country, I mean, often for 15 or, or 20 years. And, and 
What happened needs to happen or what could happen in the courts as this case probably makes its way all the way to the Supreme Court? Do you have much hope that uh, a heavily conservative Supreme Court would rule in your favor? Or do you think it's more likely they'll uphold what this uh, judge in Texas did? Well, um, I'm not a legal expert, but um, I know we have extremely smart and committed litigators fighting for undocumented immigrants. Um, But I am worried that we now face a Supreme Court that has a conservative majority, and I'm not sure how they will rule. Um, You know, last year with Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we were able to obtain a 5-4 decision that found that the Trump administration's termination of DACA was done, was unlawful. But with the current makeup of this court, I think we all need to be prepared for an unfavorable decision. So I think um, that's another reason for Congress to to take action. Got it. And and before we have to go here in a minute, I was wondering how un, young undocumented people have fared in this uh, past uh, pandemic year, the past 16 months with school closures and the pandemic's impact on their family members' health and finances. Uh, I understand you wrote a report about this recently. Yeah, we um, we conducted a survey among faith-based organizations that serve immigrants. And what we found is that uh, virtual classes were very challenging for immigrant students, uh, particularly those who live in multi-generational house- households where there is no private space for proper online learning. And many times immigrant students have to juggle multiple responsibilities like um, school, family, and work. Um, we also found that there is a deep digital divide between immigrants and U.S. born residents, which impact the way that immigrants can access services like um, legal services um, or um, online education. Um, so it has been um, uh, an ad- it has been an additional hurdle that undocumented young immigrants have had to face during the pandemic. Well, we, we know how much uh, you have persevered so far, and I appreciate you coming on WBAI this evening to to give us the latest uh, uh, analysis and insights on this. Uh, Daniel Alilema, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, John.